Somehow, Xian holds down the middle and prevents Jop from going wild. He's kept to 15. Little Drew, despite his diminutive size, has willed himself into a three-point shooter. Willie comes off the bench with spark and bite. We also have another player named Romeo. He is a selfish, self-absorbed, self-centered pain in the ass we mostly want to strangle. He is so out of shape he only plays in the second half. But he is 6'6 and has commanding presence inside when he awakens from his lethargy. And he is awakened today. We are making it close. We even lead by a point at the end of the first quarter, 19 to 18, and by six at halftime, 42 to 36. In the early minutes of the third quarter, we build our lead to 10, 52 to 42. Yet it is only a matter of time. How can you stop a backcourt that features Rashad Carruth and Billy Edelin? You can't. By the end of the third quarter, Oak Hill holds a two-point lead, 62 to 60. They are poised to pull away like they always do. At least St. V, as we call the school, will feel no shame. We stayed neck and neck for three quarters. We fought harder than they ever expected. Then it gets hot. The lead changes eight times in the final quarter. St. V pulls ahead by a point with a minute 50 left, 78 to 77. I am playing well, with 21 points in the first half and 33 at that point. It is in our grasp. We can feel it. There is a minute 35 left to play when Billy Edelin, who is 12 for 12 during the game, hits a layup to give Oak Hill a one-point lead, 79 to 78. But we get the ball back. There was one final shot left. Little Drew has gone five for five beyond the three-point arc. His hand is hot. But the ball is mine, because it has to be mine. The buzzer is about to sound. I take a running jumper. I experience the sensation of everything going into slow motion as I watch the ball go into the rim and bounce around forever and ever and roll out as time disappears. People who watched me that day tell me I played a great game. Maybe I deserve the compliment. Maybe I don't. Because when it counts, when the game is there to be won or lost, I missed. I let my brothers Little Drew and Xi'an and Willie down. We are in search of a dream that goes beyond defeating Oak Hill. It is a dream that goes back to when we were kids who didn't know any better. And it fell away from that rim with the taunting cruelty that is basketball. I cry afterward. I don't know what else to do. In the mix of those tears, I can't stop wondering. Will we ever get the chance again to realize that dream? Or is a dream exactly that? Just a dream? I do not know. Chapter 1. Map Makers I rode my bike all over Akron when I was small. Going here, going there, just trying to stay out of trouble, just trying to keep busy, just really hoping the chain wouldn't break like it sometimes did. If you went high up on North Hill in the 1980s, you could tell that life was not like it once was. The obsolete smokestacks in the distance. The downtown that felt so tired and weary. I won't deny it. There was something painful about all of that.
It got to me. This place in northeastern Ohio that had once been so mighty. At one point, it was the fastest growing city in the country, but was mighty no more. This place that was struggling to be something again. It was still my hometown. The more I rode my bike around, and you could ride just about everywhere because it was Midwestern small and compact, the more familiar I became with it. I rode along Copley Road, the main thoroughfare of West Akron, past the dark of red brick apartment buildings with red trimmed windows. A little bit farther up, I went past the Laundry King and Queen Beauty Supply. Riding along East Avenue, which took you from the western part of the city into the south, I went past modest two-story homes with porches in the brown concrete of the Ed Davis Community Center. I descended into the valley of South...